Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Jared Dudley makes news by way of Bill Blaschke, who considers Dudley the secret ingredient that no other team is apparently going for, vying for, in Jared Dudley's retirement. The secret ingredient that fueled the Lakers championship a couple years ago. A lot to get to in regards to the subject, so let's get to it. I want to start off the bat by saying that I in no way, shape, or form dislike Jared Dudley. I actually do value his intangible uh, production for the Lakers over the last couple of years and especially two years ago, but uh, it's going to sound like I am low on Jared Dudley simply because I am not as high on him as Bill Plasky was in the article that he wrote, uh, in the column that he wrote. And by the way, like this is something to keep in mind here with, with Plasky. This is columnizing. This is, this is opinionating. And... And it's reported and and relaying information from a conversation that he had with Jared Dudley, but a column nonetheless. So if things seemed exaggerated in there as far as the value that Jared Dudley brought to the table there, it's because that's Bill Plasky's job. So with that in mind, and with understanding that it's going to sound like I'm slamming Jared Dudley here, I'm not. I do legitimately value what he brought to the table over the the extent of his time with the Lakers organization. The Lakers themselves value that. Um, saying in Plasky's uh, article that they see Jared Dudley as part of the Laker family, right? He's one of the people, one of the very few people out there who have won championships as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers and, and as such becomes a part of a real fraternity there. And yet... I still think some of the value that he brings here might be slightly overblown. So let's discuss why. So I don't want to completely take all of everything that is important from uh, Plasky's article. It's for the LA Times. If you want to find it, you can you can go out there and Google it. Um, it was somewhat enlightening on, on a variety of levels. But first and foremost, the big takeaway that everybody has here is that LeBron and Anthony Davis wanted Jared Dudley back, per Jared Dudley, and and yet the Lakers, you know, refused their uh, their. I don't know if I want to go so far as to call them demands to bring Jared Dudley back, but at the very least, their two cents went ignored in in regards to bringing Jared Dudley back onto the roster. Some of the reasoning offered is that they are an older roster now and they want to go in a more youthful direction. To which I would say, look at the names that are coming up in, in terms of the, the search that the Lakers are putting out there for uh, the, the last couple roster spots. Not exactly spring chickens uh, in the mix there when you talk about Jared Dudley, or not Jared Dudley, Isaiah Thomas, Mike James, Darren Collison. None of those guys are exactly young. So I, that part was was kind of interesting to me. And then, and then the other thing too is they wanted to bring... Or they consider Jared Dudley wanted to go out there on a on a non guaranteed contract, which I would say eventually that's going to become guaranteed. And if the Lakers are are uh, going to be conservative about their spending elsewhere on the roster, they might not want to spend the tax money on on a player who will not offer much in terms of tangible production. And then finally, Jared Dudley is a, as a coach. He said that he he eventually took a job with the Dallas Mavericks as a coach. And and essentially makes it sound like the Lakers at no point were interested in him as a coach, which, you know, is interesting, I think. And, and we can discuss that further. And, and by the way, Sabrina and I 
uh, discuss a lot of this further on uh, I Love Basketball on this very feed today. But but again, like when you, when you're discussing Jared Dudley as a coach, what role would he have played? Like that he's he would not have immediately walked into a role commensurate or 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 even on par with the same kind of role that he's going to have in Dallas. And so just from like a career standpoint, it makes more sense for Jared Dudley to take that job with the Dallas Mavericks where he gets to basically leapfrog ahead of of where he would be just immediately after his playing career uh, by by a few years by immediately jumping into the the front row of a a coaching staff. But yeah, I think for for Dudley and the Lakers, Vogel prioritizes experience and coaching experience and and the fact that the Lakers and and he never considered a coaching job tells me yeah Vogel and the Lakers seem to value something else which is perfectly fine this is their job the other thing to keep in mind here with Dudley is there aren't exactly teams lining up for uh Jared Dudley's intangible production and you know maybe it was unique given the situation that he was in with the Lakers and the collection of guys that they had there and maybe some teams are wary to to you know use a roster spot on a player who had success with chemistry somewhere else uh, and might not have that same level of chemistry in their own organization or in their own culture uh, and 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 even still like I took LeBron James's tweets where he goes so far as to just outright say the F word right about Jared Dudley not being in the Lakers organization anymore, that felt like a favor. You know, it felt like it felt like LeBron James putting Dudley's name out there, saying how much he means to him as a means of and people listen when LeBron James says something about a player. And that winds up helping out Jared Dudley moving forward. And I think it was really cool if that was what LeBron was doing, that he did so. And and by the way, I'm not even saying that I don't think LeBron and AD didn't value Jared Dudley and uh, what he brought to the table. The, they clearly do. But you also can't quite convince me that Anthony Davis and LeBron James, if they were adamant about any of the decisions that the Lakers made this year, would be unilaterally rebuffed by Rob Palenka. And this gets me to the final point here. We know, we know the working relationship that Rob Palenka Anthony Davis and LeBron James have. And now you probably have to add Russell Westbrook into that mix as far as voices, louder voices in the room in regards to the decisions that the Lakers make in terms of personnel. And if that is to remain consistent, I just don't see a scenario here where Rob Polinka walks into the room, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are, are being adamant about no. We have to keep Jared Dudley, just like they might have been uh, adamant about, no, we have to keep Alex Caruso. And in both of those cases, I just think they said it sucks that they're going to lose the guy. It sucks that they're going to lose Alex Caruso. It sucks that they're going to lose Jared Dudley. But at the end of the day, there are other battles that are more important to them down the line. And and if that is the case, that doesn't mean that Jared Dudley is any less valuable to the Lakers or or that Alex Caruso is any less valuable to the Lakers or that either of those guys are any less valuable to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and now Russell Westbrook. It's just that 
there are certain battles that you choose and there are certain battles that you choose to let go to the go elsewhere right and and i think in this case or in both of those cases lebron and anthony davis both kind of said all right it sucks but we got to move on here and and we know we knew going into it that trading for russell westbrook was going to have uh, spending ramifications elsewhere maybe LeBron and Anthony Davis didn't know the extent to which those ramifications would show up and how quickly uh, the Lakers would would kind of clam up in regards to spending. Uh, but but even still, it, that is the case. That is how this played out. They they were more interested in the uh, in, in in bringing Russell Westbrook into the fold, and as a result of what that might mean financially, they said, no, that's it. Whatever the costs might be elsewhere across the roster and elsewhere in terms of the decisions that the Lakers make so far this year, we want Russell Westbrook. And now they now have to, they made that bed and they all have to sleep in it, whether it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Rob Palenka. Speaking of Palenka, this is part of what he gets paid for. The fact that Jared Dudley would go to the LA Times and say that LeBron wanted me, Anthony Davis wanted me, uh, they valued me, they asked to keep me, and they were told no. Uh, that paints Rob Polinka as the boogeyman, right? He's the bad guy here. He's he's you know mom and dad basically saying no, you can't have that extra thing from the store, and and here in in this case. Uh, Rob Palenka is going to catch the ire of Laker fans who wanted to keep Jared Dudley. But again, we know the work, working relationship here. Rob Palenka acts as kind of an agent to uh, LeBron James and to Anthony Davis. And he basically carries out his his offseason based off of a list of players that those guys provide. And if a player is on that list that, Palenka either can't get because of of the CBA or because of the offers that that player gets elsewhere, or if Rob Palenka can't bring in or keep a player that the Lakers have because of spending limits, like that's just kind of how that plays out. And at the end of that, uh, at the end of the day, the person who winds up having to answer for those decisions winds up being Rob Palenka. And it and it you know I said this on with Sabrina, and it reminds me of the commissioner of of a sports league where. If a sport or if a league does something that doesn't sit well with its fans, it's that commissioner's job to go out there and answer questions about why that decision was made. And uh, that heat and answering those questions and handling that PR, that is part of that job. And I think here in this case with Rob Palenka, being the meat shield here is part of his job. And any number of executives out there Basically, all of them would happily sign the contract to be the meat shield in those cases if it meant working with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's the situation here. That's the working relationship that they have. And that eventually is going to be Rob Polinka's job, answering for the decisions that the Lakers made this offseason. How he does so is going to be fascinating because some of those decisions haven't been as popular as decisions in the past. And we'll see how he handles those questions. He's pretty good at it. He's very good at saying nothing while saying, you know, while using a lot of words to say nothing. He's very good at that part of the job, and it's going to be tested in the next couple months. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, elsewhere across the uh, website, you do have reactions to this report here. It's Look, it is Jared Dudley that we're talking about here, but it does offer a glance into the way that the Lakers are apparently conducting their business, which I find interesting just because the nuts and bolts of this and the processes by which that they make decisions can sometimes guide you to the kind of decisions that can, they're going to make moving forward. Uh, so Sabrina and I talk about the, the Plasky article. I obviously discuss it here. It, the, the Jacob Rude wrote about uh, the initial reports there. So you're going to want to check out all of that. Uh, until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.